Hey there, everyone! Welcome back to this episode of Adventure for Jesus, and welcome back to my dad, who is joining us once again. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, definitely. So this episode's topic is dating. Um, So I know our last episode, we covered singleness and what that kind of looked like. So we're jumping into dating now and what that looks like in a Christian atmosphere. So the first question I want to ask, though, is what was your worst either breakup or date or just give us the craziest, wildest thing that happened? So probably I was the worst date for a lot of people. Um, (laughs) I can't say that I ever had a bad date because if things went downhill or I wasn't enjoying myself, I left. Oh, my. Um, I, I was all about the fun. So if I wasn't having fun or didn't like where I was, I created it around me. I constantly surrounded myself in an atmosphere of what, um, what could be exciting, what was the next thing to make uh, me happy, to make it fun. And so if the date I was with wasn't up for it or wasn't interested or was I wasn't interested in, I was gone. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, then... The worst breakup, though, had to be in high school, um, not knowing the difference um, between emotions. Um, you know, you, it's easy. You know, this, the old saying says there's a fine line between love and hate. And so when... Um, my girlfriend and I broke up. It was, we dated for over a year and I think our breakup was almost that long. Um, constantly getting back together and breaking mm-hmm. up and then who could hurt each other worse to, to prove a point. And mm-hmm. it just really spiraled downhill. So it was a very hard breakup during that period of time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The back and forth is sometimes the worst part. Um, so then with that being said, what age do you think you had your first serious relationship? Um, I would say age-wise, I was 16. Um, I was a junior in high school, and um, I had gotten my license, so I had a little bit more freedom. I was able to go out on my own. I was able to actually you know, go pick a girl up and take her on a date rather than relying on my parents or uh, friends. And I think that's where the seriousness got involved because then it wasn't so much that I was going out with my friends as much as I was going out with my girlfriend, whether the friends were there or not. Um, so it became more her and I together rather than um, hanging out with all my friends and then girls just happening to be there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so kind of tying into that, um, this is a little bit of a deeper question. Do you think you loved anyone before you met your wife? So now being married and knowing what love is with my wife, the answer to that is no, I didn't. However, back then I thought I did. I thought I knew what love was. I thought that I was in love. I thought, uh, you know, that, that... Things were um, magical. And then when you do meet the love of your life, you find out that all those relationships were uh, minimal compared to what true Mm -hmm. love is. Um, So what do you think about saying the word love in a relationship? Do you think it makes it too serious? Do you think that it compromises things? What are your thoughts there? I don't. I think that if you say it too early and too quickly, um, it limits it and takes it out of context. But just like your best friend, I mean, you you have good friends that you love. You mm-hmm. love family members that you rarely see. Um, their love encompasses, it's such a big word and covers so many things that um, if you're dating the right person and they are truly one of your best friends, then you do have a love for them. It might not be the love of passion that you have for your future spouse um, when you are married or the love you'll have for your parents, the love you have for your children, but it is a type of love, and um, it, it's. I think it is. There is a place for it. 
Oh, that's good. I like that because like how you say, there's different types of love and there's places for that. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, so now we're going to move on to what do you think the best way um, that you found was to set physical boundaries in a dating relationship? Um, ultimately, the, the only way to set physical boundaries is to be in a group setting. And that group setting could be chaperones, such as your parents, um, older siblings, uh, people that you, um, fam you know, family members. But even just being in group settings. So if you're double dating, triple dating, you know, and, and just going out with a group of friends. Uh, I hate to use the word party because that gets associated with... Um, a lot of uh, mm -hmm. negativity things, yeah. but um, there are, you know, really good parties out there that you can go to when, it, when a nice group of friends gather to play games, to socialize, that, that, that's a good party. And when you have those kind of parties and you're with uh, your date, you know, the person you're dating, then you can really have a good time and the other people kind of keep you in check. So I think that to have a, like a couple that you double date with a lot, you know, that way you can keep each other in check. That's really good. Um, question going along with that then, do you think that that would prevent a closer connection or really getting to know that person on a personal level if you're constantly in groups and never having that one-on-one -on -one time? Um, I think some of that one-on-one -on -one time can be done you know, on the phone or uh, through other means of communication when it is just the two of you. It doesn't necessarily need to be two people sitting alone. I also believe that when you're um, hanging out with your parents or other groups of people, you still can have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. You don't have to be constantly engaged with the entire group. You can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation sitting on a couch or um, sitting, you know, on a double swing on a, on a deck while everyone else is still sitting around you or in plain view of the rest of the group. So I believe you still can reach that connection without having to cross those physical boundaries and, and be in those situations where there's too much pressure to um, be, become physical. Yeah, it's really true. And as long as you're being intentional in your conversations and in that time that you have with that person, I really don't think that that would even be a barrier that you would have, um, would you come in contact with. Um, so my next question for you is, what are a few ways that you incorporated Jesus into your dating relationships? Um, I think the biggest way that you can incorporate Jesus is to pray. Um, if you can pray together, I think you need to pray for each other when you're alone. But I think if you can start to pray together, and that could be something as simple as when you're um, on the date, you pray at a meal before you eat, or it could be something more dedicated, like the time when you get together before you go out with the group. You take time to, to come together and just pray. Mm -hmm. And you pray for each other, you pray for uh, your futures, and just really show the compassion for each other in that prayer to let the Lord know that you really care for the person you're with. I love that because I feel like that's such a simple way to incorporate Jesus into your like day-to-day -day life within the relationship is anytime that you are together and you're just praying before a meal, it just helps so much to kind of refocus it and then even kind of keep that temptation out of your mind to some degree. So I think that that is just an awesome um, little tidbit for everybody so that way you guys have a practical idea of how to keep Jesus in your relationship. Hey all, pausing really fast just to remind you that you guys can get 10% off of your coffee over cardio, which is one of my favorite places to get coffee, using your code 10ANNABELLE. That's right, 
10 Annabelle and you can get your coffee at 10% off over at Coffee Over Cardio. So good, so many amazing flavors, so many fun apparel items. Guys, it's just an awesome time. So make sure you head over there, check out their stuff and definitely don't forget to use your code 10 Annabelle. All right, now back to the show. Okay, so now we're going to change it up a little bit. So we've been talking a lot about your past experiences with dating and what you've been through, but now we're going to kind of switch it and talk about like what your views of dating are, especially in the modern um, world now because we have technology and we have so many new aspects of dating. Um, So can you tell us just a little bit about what your views on dating are and what it really should look like, especially in the modern world? Yeah, I I think that... um... I believe dating is is a time for people to get out there and find what they like, what they don't like, um, qualities in other people and in themselves. So I think it's hard to find that special someone without knowing um, exactly what you're really looking for. And the only way to find what you're looking for is to seek it out. And so while you're out there looking, you need to go on dates. You need to be... um, meeting a lot of different people. You need to be interacting with a lot of different people and having those dates to find out what what things you can live with and what things um, that are deal breakers that you don't want to have to put up with. Yeah, and I know that this is something that a lot of people have kind of viewed me differently because I, I grew up with you telling me to go on dates. As soon as I turned 16 and I got to that age of where you thought, you know, okay, it's time for you to be in that world of getting to know people, um, you, you were encouraging me to go on dates. You'd be like, yeah, go out with that guy, you know, and so many times you think of a dad going, absolutely not, my daughter's not dating till she's 40. So, you know, it's always been so funny because people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, my view, I, I would, I think all parents want their child to find their significant other, someone to spend their life with. And in order to find that person, you have to be out there. You have to do it the right way, though. You know, the dating stigma of today is um, every time, you know, that everything has to be physical. Mm -hmm. And as long as the relationships aren't physical, you know, I want you to go on dates and I want you to be um, out there meeting people and but doing it in the right way. So Mm -hmm. uh, it can be one on one, but it should be done in um, like going to the movies where you're in a group setting. It might not be uh, an entire you know, it might not have to be a double date or inviting them over to watch a movie at home, but making sure the parents are home. You can be yeah. in the living room and, and watching TV on the couch, but, you know, mom and dad need to be in the kitchen and need to be close by monitoring it. So right. we always kept close eye on your dating. And yeah, I, I suggested you go out with different guys, but <laughs> it was always um, just so you could learn what what's out there, the, the traits that different people have. We've all been grown up in with so many different uh, experiences and so many different values added to our lives you need to find those people that have um, the things that you like the things that you're interested in oh my goodness absolutely and I agree with you that so many times when you think you're dating someone you think it either has to go physical or you assume that other couples who are dating are physical so when you see guys and girls um, you know going on multiple dates and kind of getting to know different people you assume there's that physical aspect and it kind of gives you that bad stigma you know what I mean Um, which is just so sad, and I really don't like that. Um, You know, something that I always found interesting is how there's no dating season in the Bible. The Bible talks about you being single, and the Bible talks about you being married. So, you know, if you you shouldn't be doing the things that married couples should do in a dating relationship, because dating, you're still kind of single, you know what I mean? You're not tied to that person. I couldn't be more um, in agreement with you. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. 
Um, so do you think dating is harder or easier nowadays? Oh, I think it's much harder. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, it it does have the stigma of everything is physical. Um, mm -hmm. You you used to be able to go out and there just wasn't that that pressure or that um, opinion that that's yeah. what was going on because um, they just didn't have that mindset. Uh, it was it was much more um, jolly and friendly, you know, mm -hmm. when people were out uh, having having dates. Um, it, it's really morphed into, you know, that obviously every date is a physical relationship. And I, mm -hmm. and I think having that stigma makes it much harder. I also think technology makes it harder. You don't oh, have yeah. the time away from everything to figure out who you truly are because you're consistently bombarded by, um, it, you know, social media. And you don't have that time away where you aren't in contact when you can't be, get in touch with your... Um, boyfriend or girlfriend mm -hmm. because you know they have their phone with them at all the time and and so you don't have the security to figure out who you are with that time away and then to come together to have things to talk about because you're constantly engaged with the uh, social media or mm -hmm. other avenues to know exactly what they've done all day before right. they even get to tell you about it yeah i find it so hard because you can stay like you said in constant conversation all day and that's just so ridiculous because, like you said, you can't tell someone about your day because they live the day with you. You know what I mean? And you're, again, acting as if you're a married couple sharing the life experiences of every day before you're at that at that stage. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely makes it harder today than it, than it used to be. Yeah, definitely. So another question for you then. Do dating standards differ between, like, me and your son, like boys and girls? Are there different standards there? Um, you know, I am old-fashioned, so I, I, there probably are. But <laughs> the, the bottom line of it is, is is dating is the same no matter whether you're a boy and a girl. And it's to find out um, who you are and who the people are that you plan to spend the rest of your life with. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a really big decision. The You need to really be looking for the things that, that you can put up with and find someone that can put up with your flaws. You know, that's another big part of it. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, because I think a lot of times we look at it and we're like, oh, that person's so annoying. And we forget we can be annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> so what is one thing you wish you could have told yourself when you were in the dating phase? Um, I, probably to be nicer. Um, I think I mentioned that I probably was a lot of people's worst dates. And I think that uh, if, if I would have been able to go back and, and help them find traits that they, they would look for in the future, to be nice to them, to say, this is the kind of person you want to find in your future um, and things that, that would be good. Because I think I would set more of a bad tone um, in traits they didn't want in their future. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would tell myself to be nicer. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, so then kind of twisting that question, what is one thing you want me to know for this season of dating or anyone else listening? I really think it's important. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine's father gave me advice when I was younger, and he said, marry your best friend. And I think that's the best advice to put out there. Um, I want you to be able to find your best friend. And mm -hmm. that's who you should be spending the rest of your life with. If, if it's time to go out on a Friday night and all you can think of is, um, other people to go out with, then that's not that you're not finding your best friend. You mm -hmm. want someone that has the same interests you are. If if you like cold weather sports and they like warm weather sports, you'll end up vacationing in different parts of the country uh, mm -hmm. when you get married. Or yeah. one of you always has to compromise in order to meet the other one's needs. But if you find someone that has a lot in common with you and all of your uh, interests are, are similar, you're, you're never going to find anyone that's exactly the same. And, and if you did, that would probably be boring too. But you want to find someone that is, is similar, that you guys would will enjoy the same types of things, going yeah. to the same places, 
and uh, then that that really helps out with life leading in the same directions and keeping you together and, and building a stronger relationship rather than having wedges driven in between. Oh, for sure. And definitely working on that whole like growing together and just being one, like you're supposed to be in the married and dating is all about preparing you for marriage. And I think that that is so cool. And it has been such a blessing to have you talk to us and especially talk to me. You guys, I get to live with this man and he is constantly pouring wisdom into my own life. So I'm just so thankful that you got to hear a little bit about him and his wisdom and just partake in that a little bit. So dad, thanks for joining. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Okay. So don't forget in the next couple of weeks, we will be covering engagement and marriage, how to prepare for those seasons, or if you're in those seasons, just really how to make sure that you're staying connected to God through that because it's all about that personal relationship with God in the relationship with others. So see y'all next week and hope you have a fantastic day.